quickly with me to Psalm 19, 19th Psalm. And here we have David, who has written a psalm, who God used in a mighty way as well, as one of his children. And I want to just read this to you, and then go real quickly, just to bring it uh, to your attention, some, some thoughts uh, uh, before we leave here this morning, before Pastor Mike comes and, and closes us in, uh, in a song. I want you to look in Psalm 19, and look with me in verse 7. Here David writes, The law of the Lord is perfect. Revive in the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Real quickly, I want to look at six statements that David says here. In these, uh, in, in these first two verses, we're just going to look at seven, eight, nine, six statements that help us, I think, truly understand that the scripture comes from God himself. Look with the very, in verse seven, he says, the, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect. This is the phrase I want you to understand. Six times he says, of the Lord. Do you see that? Huh? The law of the Lord is perfect. Going down a little further, the testimony of the Lord is sure. The precepts of the Lord are right. The commandment of the Lord is pure. The fear of the Lord is clean. The rules of the Lord are true. That tells us right there, at least it should tell us, that the word of God proceeds from God himself. So this isn't just men writing things or, or, or a fine poem or whatever the case may be. These are, these are the words of God himself. And so that makes the word of God, if you truly believe that, sufficient. Wouldn't you agree? So, so God does use his word. It is sufficient enough for us to live our lives and to disciple one another and to share the gospel with one another and to live out the gospel. Just like we've seen in the Beacon of Hope or many of the characters in the Bible in their lives as well. God uses his people, and God uses his sufficient word to, dis, to, make, to, to have disciples make disciples. Do you believe that? Amen. Good. Because we're going to close in a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads together. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. And thank you for all that has taken place at the Beacon of Hope and the other ministries, Father, that uh, seek to glorify you to seek to do what is right in your eyes, Father, to reach others, to put the gospel in action, Father. Help us all to have that desire. Help us all to want to, uh, to be part of something that, that changes people's lives, our life as well. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities you give us, not just here at our church, but in our everyday lives. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.